Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I am your host, Shannon Warner. This podcast is all about taking a few moments for yourself and reconnecting to the amazing woman behind the title of mom. You have so many plates spinning at any given time between your kids, your partner, your job, maintaining a household, etc., etc. But where does taking time just for you play into that? Let's spend some time together, you and me, right now. We're rebranding a mom moment to those sacred moments you take to fill your cup first. Let's connect, tune in, and tap into what makes us the incredible women that we are. We'll nurture ourselves first so we can be our best selves for those we pour into on a daily basis. We'll also bask in the beautiful wisdom of other moms to learn about the ways in which they've tapped into alignment in their own motherhood journeys. Come on, mama. It's your time. We're having a mom moment. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I am your host, Shannon Warner, and I am so honored that you have taken your precious time to join us here today. I am so excited that this is our first double episode week. I am thrilled to have back my friend Mary, who was pregnant in earlier episodes and is now back to share her postpartum story. It is going to be a two-parter, so today's episode is about her actual labor and delivery experience. So I hope you love it, and if you stumbled across this episode while also expecting yourself, I want you to know that my one-to-one maternity leave mentorship is available. The link to that with all the information is in the show notes, and the Matt Leave social maternity leave virtual community is rolling out in January. And if it feels aligned for you, we would love to have you as part of that community to connect and support one another through this huge transition that is motherhood leading into working motherhood. So those details um, are available via the link in the show notes as well. Without further ado, here's episode two this week with my dear friend, Mary. I'm so happy to have Mary back. Um, I was thinking about this this morning. You know, I've got, I've never knew any Marys. And then I moved to North Carolina and I found two amazing Marys. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, this is Mary, pregnant Mary and Mary that I had the conversation about SSRIs with. She's back and officially in mama hood. So welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thanks so much for having me back. You know, I love doing these episodes with you and Claire is with us now. So there might be little um, squeaky noises until uh, Seth can take over, but, um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that, I mean, it was what it was, yeah, two months ago that we were chatting or maybe it was like June. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Summer at the time. And now it is properly fall. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's uh like like we were just talking about. I have my like little bullet points because it's a lot. You know, you just you come up with lots of information, lots of nuggets, and um, it's like the longest postpartum is like the longest time ever, but like the shortest time ever. So it just it all kind of every day kind of like runs into the next in a good way, but sometimes you know in a hard way. And I I would say I prepared like so much when I was pregnant and like prepared for labor and birth. And I did all of those things and I kind of didn't like, I prepared generally for post baby, you know, like when she was actually here, but I didn't like a tangible way. It's like stuff and clothes and, you know, all the gadgets we'd need, but 
I definitely did not prepare for the, the actuality of like what it takes, um, yeah. which is different for every single parent, obviously. So it's like, we were, like we were saying, how, how can you possibly prepare for that portion? So I'm so grateful that I prepared for everything up until, and I had a lot of things in place. I had all the right gear. Like I really did a ton of research and that was so helpful. Like the snoo is like insane. My sister um, was like telling me about renting the snoo and I said, oh, we don't need that. Um, let me tell you right now how amazing it's been. We started her from day one when we got home and it's made a huge difference. But, but yeah, I think I'll just kind of touch on like labor and birth and the story there, but then kind of what I've gathered afterwards. And yeah. um, I'm sure there's a lot of, helpful information in there considering uh it's so fresh so, so fresh. I have all the details <laughs> yeah I'm so ready for this uh Mary has been withholding morsels from me you know we've been talking throughout you know Claire's life now that she's here but you're like just wait I'll, I'll save all the bits so you're gonna get some of my reactions to her labor and delivery story real time and I before we start, I, from what I do know, I give you so much credit because, um, and maybe this might be a opportunity for a trigger warning, um, because from what you've told me, I think a lot of people would classify this as a traumatic birth experience, but you're not walking away from your experience, calling it traumatic because I think I'm projecting onto you. And, but from what no, I know about no, you, no. I think you went into it with like such a good mindset and like, just being in it in the experience and like riding the wave and everything and I think because you had such an open mind about the experience you were able to absorb what happened in a way that didn't feel traumatic so let's that's get exactly, into it that's exactly right like I definitely could have construed it as quote-unquote traumatic and I think for some women it might have been if maybe there was that's why I think preparation is so important I think you really should know all the terms the doctors and nurses are using. Um, you should know what's going on, like when they, you know, when they, cause they do tell you this is what's happening at every step of the way, which is really helpful. But if you're not prepared and you don't know what those terms mean, it could be very, like, it could be very scary. Mm -hmm. And especially if your spouse or whomever is there with you is not like super solid or doesn't also doesn't really understand. Preparation is key. Um, you can never be too prepared. And that doesn't mean you can't be flexible because you should always be flexible, but you should mm -hmm. definitely prepare and people, when, when some people are like, I'm just going to wing it with birth. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the time to wing it. I think you really need to know what your body's doing. It's going to make you feel so much more comfortable, um, in each stage. So, so yeah, so we, uh, we were at over 40 weeks and I was so enormous, like so swollen. I, had, I honestly had a great pregnancy until the very end. It was really hard to even like walk. It's very painful, mm -hmm. really swollen, really huge. So I really wanted to just go into spontaneous labor. I didn't want to be induced, um, but she was getting to a point where it was like over 40 weeks. She was pushing 41 weeks. So um, we did set an induction date because our hospital was just so full, like just couldn't, they, they couldn't, uh, guarantee of course if I was an active labor they would you know fit me yeah. in but they couldn't really guarantee that um they could tend to me like right away if 
it, there was just so many, there was 250 babies born the month of July by the time we got there on July 22nd. It was That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. we got there, we had a 6 p.m. scheduled induction, got there at like 5 15 because I'm like an overachiever with that type of thing. But it's funny because any other appointment, I'd be like five minutes late. But that one, I was like, I'm here. We're here. Let's do this. <laughs> Snacks. Yeah. Like I'm not leaving until this baby comes out. Um, so we go in the waiting room. There's not a room ready. Six hours later, we're still in that waiting room and our, we're keeping pretty good spirits. Like we were like, all right, you know, and they're like, do you want to come up? Do you want to go home and we'll call you in? And I said, no, no, I'm not leaving. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to just stay in this room. I remember so, your Instagram story with your snacks yeah. and I was like, oh my God, they're going to burn through all the snacks before they get a room. <laughs> exactly. It was like ridiculous. I just assumed in my mind's eye, we'd be in the room, we'd be having snacks, whatever. Um, <laughs> But on the other hand, I always was like a little nervous about when it would be time to go to the hospital. Like, when would you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know you can chime your contractions and everything. And so I was just, I was a little nervous about that. So I was happy to be at the hospital. What I didn't expect to happen is I actually, I went into labor uh, in the waiting room, like started, you know, having contractions. And at first Seth was like, oh, I don't know, maybe there, yeah. So I did that timer, you know, the timer app and, uh, it was saying at a certain point, it was saying it's time to go to the hospital. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go talk to the, the like head nurse here or whatever. Like, Hey, uh, pretty sure I'm having contractions. Like now can I, can we get, you know, what's the update on our room? And they're like, we're so sorry, but there's just not enough nurse staffing available. There was plenty of rooms not enough nurse staffing. And I'm like sitting, they like brought me a, um, the amazing, um, uh, midwife who was there for half of labor. Um, she was so awesome. And she like brought me a birthing ball and, you know, all this stuff. But so I was kind of like sitting on it and kind of just moving around, but they were starting to get pretty fairly intense. Not like, not like if you've had a baby before, not like the intensity that it becomes, but it was just the very beginning stages. And so what hour was this into your weight when this started? This was six hours in. Six hours in, you started having these contractions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I didn't, ha- I ended up not having to get induced at all. Yeah. Um, they brought me into like an outpatient room and they were able to check dilation. They're like, yep, you're three to four centimeters, which I was like, yeah, that checks out. That checks out. Cause I'd been sitting at one for like weeks. Mm-hmm. One center. And so I was in natural labor. I didn't have to get induced. So I was excited about that. Um, and uh, we, yeah, we just kept having contractions. We would walk around the hospital, do the classic, like I need to wait, you know, go, go through contraction. Then we can keep walking. You know, you can obviously still, they say when you can still like talk through your contractions, it's not very intense. So that's what the stage we're at around 4 a.m., we finally get into a room and it's, I kept begging. For oh my gosh. Room, water world. I kept calling it the wrong name. Water. <laughs> I would call it waterworks. And they were like, I think it's water world. I think, I don't know. And it had this huge, like hot tub and it was newly renovated. Beautiful. So around 4am, I'm like probably five centimeters or six centimeters, something like that. We get in the tub and, um, the water was so helpful for contractions, but 
I did after a little bit after um, our midwife said, you know, it could slow down contractions, but you know, I'm, I think I was okay being, being at the first birth. I think I was okay that things were kind of slowed down just a touch because as you know, cause I know with Everly, it was really intense. Um, yeah. I was, I didn't really want like the intensity so fast. I kind of wanted to build something you can like never ease into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, even now, if somebody asks me, what does a contraction feel like? I don't even know if I can properly explain it. It's like the most bizarre, it's like a wave, you know, it's gaining, gaining intensity, it peaks and then it, and then it slows down. But it's like the physical aspect that it does to your body is like, I, I can't even explain it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It like stops you in your tracks, obviously takes your breath away, like all the mm -hmm. things. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I'm okay for a few. Yes. Then you're like, this is fine. Yeah. yeah. It's so bizarre. It's very cool. But yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. It's literally your, you know, your uterus contracting and pushing the baby down and out. And it's like, if you don't know, that's what your body's doing. It feels like, oh my God, my like body's getting ripped apart, but it's, it's yeah. productive pain, you know, it's productive, um, contraction. So, um, so yeah, we labor in water, we go in and out, in and out for a, for a long time, like a long time. So around nine, eight, around eight, seven, eight AM, the sun starts coming up. I see outside. We haven't slept, obviously, a wink. You know, we're both and Seth's like right there with me. And it's just, it's intense. And uh yeah, and so and so the sun comes up and I'm like, so my my midwife, it's her shift change. She's heading out, but she was so amazing. She sat with me like an extra hour and I was like, don't I was like, don't you need to go home? She's like, it's okay. And then our, um, the doctor came in that was taking over who was great too. And she was really pregnant at the time, the doctor that delivered. Oh. So it was really, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I'm like, that is amazing that she was still delivering babies, like super pregnant like that. So, um, yeah, at a certain point I'm like, okay guys, I think like, they're like, do you want to get checked? And I was like, no, I don't know. I said, I think I'm ready to push. And they're like, well, let's check you first then. Cause it was starting to get to the point where I was exhausted. It was yeah. so intense that like, it, it felt like, um, I couldn't do this for much more than like a few hours longer. At yeah. this and the nurse, you know, she was honest with me. She said, look, it's going to gain in intensity and there's, they're going to be closer together. Everything's going to get more intense. And I'm like, you know, that's true. And I'm already kind of like, at my edge, I would say of, of that. So they, they do end up checking to see if it's time to push. And they're like, look, you're at like seven, eight centimeters. It's not time. So I said, okay, if that is the case, I was very calm. I was like, if that is the case, then it is time. I, I believe it's time to get some relief. Um, yeah. also known as an epidural. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, and I, you know, in the birth plan, I was flexible, but I did want to avoid. And I did, I avoided, I was, I naturally labored for 13 hours, yeah. out of 20 hours, which for me, I did my job. I did what I came there to do. I proved to myself that I could do it. Not that it was ever about that, but, but it sort of was, I was like, I it was enough to check the box for you. Yeah, it yeah. did. I was like, you know what? That was great and fun. Um, but this is getting to the point where it's not fun anymore. I don't want to get to a point where I'm desperate. Right. 
Right. So I, I knew, cause you know, just cause you order an epidural does not mean it's happening immediately. No, no. And if you wait too long, you can't get one. <laughs> Correct. And so it's like, yeah. So if you know, you really want it, uh, you, you order that right away. Right. But yeah. so I knew it would probably take an hour or two hours, um, to come. So I did, I did order one and Seth was, you know, he knew I really wanted to avoid it. So he really made sure I, I was, I meant it and I was ready. He's like, you know, you can do it. You can do it. I was like, I know, I know I can do it. Um, but I, I would also like to like rest. Like we haven't yeah. since yeah. yesterday. <laughs> and that's, so. what's hard is you don't know how much longer it's going to last. It's not like, okay, you've done 13 hours. You'll be done in two more hours. You know, if you have that information, then maybe you could make a different decision yeah. if that felt aligned for you, but you don't know how long it's going to last. Exactly. Totally. Like it was more so with you and Everly where it was fast and furious. I think I could have pushed through because it's like, Oh, the baby's coming. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. You're in transition. That was not the case. I was not in transition. I probably would have had, would have had three to four more hours ish. And it would have, I could have done it, but it honestly, it would have, it, I, it would have been a lot. And I really wanted to rest at that point. If I yeah. could have been like 10 hours total, even less, which, which future babies tend to be, tend to not always, but tend to be a little less, um, time. Uh, yeah, I could have pushed through. So the, so about two hours later, epidural comes, um, it took them two hours to get you an epidural. I would say it's about an hour and a half. See, that's another thing too. Like, like you said, it'll take time, but like when you're already maxed out and you're like, okay, I'm ready for relief. And then you still have to power through a little bit longer. Yep. That's a lot. It is. And that's why I kind of wanted to, I wasn't totally maxed out yet, but I was getting, I was getting there yeah. and I knew, I knew it could take time. And I just didn't want to get, enter that state of like, cause of course through a few, you know, through the, through the stages of labor as you dilate, as it gets more intense, as contractions build and get stronger, the tears do come. Like I definitely melted down a couple times because of the, in, the, the pain. pain. I don't want to say, I don't actually want to use the word pain because like, yes, it's painful, but it's like, it's so much more complex than that. It's so yeah. many things happening all at yeah. once. It was just, um, your, your body's just like doing something that you're like, you have no control over. It's feral. And so yes. a few times I was like, uh, I don't know if I can do it. You know, you just kind of, but then you kind of get back in, you get, you just get back on the saddle and you just, um, always like changing up what you're doing. Like if the water didn't work and I was getting overheated and I didn't like it, I would get out. And if I'm like, Nope, I gotta get back in that water and like massage helps, like all these things really do help, help you. But I do feel like the very end is so intense that none of that, in my opinion. Yeah. So everything helps bring you to that point. But at the end, it's either like, yeah, you're doing it or you're not. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, get away from me. Don't touch me. Yes. No amount of like, in my opinion, like massage or whatever. It's still just the, it's so intense that, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's intense, but it's, but it's amazing. It's incredible and amazing. I, I think it's an awesome experience. Um, so yeah. So the epidural comes, it doesn't take in my right leg. So I feel more so numb in my left and my, you know, back, like I was going through contractions, not really, I mean, I was sort of half feeling them, um, getting, getting it in was 
tricky because you have to, as you know, position yourself a certain way. And when you're already- And then like, try to stay still during a yeah. contraction. That's my favorite part. Yeah. When you're already feral, you have to like wait for the contraction to pass. So that was kind of funny trying to like sort out like, okay, it's like, I'd be like, it's coming down, it's coming down. And they could see it on their screen. Like it's coming down. So they would- They didn't wait for me. They were like, it's go time. And I was like, really? Yeah. 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 Watching the horror, like Ryan, Ryan usually has a good poker face. Ryan did not have a good poker face and he doesn't want to watch a needle get jammed into his wife's back. I learned. And he was just sitting there like staring at me. Like he was like, just trying to be like, you know, like like, I'm staring like beady eyes, like laser, like focus, 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 focus. And he was trying to focus on me more for himself. Oh my God. I know. It's like the, I remember Seth was like standing in front of me and well, this was for the second time, second go around for that girl. But, um, and I just like, was like trying to stay still but it was so hard so I just had to like squeeze the shit out of his arms to like try to stay still so I could do what they need to do <laughs> so it didn't really take on the right leg and I was they of course asked me oh, how is it working how do you feel and I was like well I I still feel them but and then of course I'm like but it's okay because I almost expected to go all the way to the end so I was prepared which I think is so imperative prepare for what you're going to feel. I know it's hard to know what you're going to feel, but prepare for it to be a lot and very intense and physically uncomfortable. And I want to tack onto that. And we touched on this a little bit last time um, in our conversation about this, but if you still think you're going to get an epidural, like if that's your plan all the way, I, I would highly encourage you to still plan mentally prepare for a natural birth because then at least you'll have the tools in your toolkit to get through those contractions until the point where you can get the epidural. Because my first go round, I was not ready for how much I was going to have to go through before I could even get the epidural. I thought it would hurt a little bit. I get to the hospital, they would set me up and I would be fine. No, I labored very, very hard before I ever got an epidural with her. And then with Everly, again, wanted to have an epidural, got to the hospital too late. I was not prepared for a natural birth either time. So I think what you're saying is so important. Even if you're like, nope, my birth plan is epidural. Go through the steps to prepare yourself for a natural birth. So at least you've got the tools in your toolkit. And if it goes the way you plan and you get your epidural, perfect. You don't need all the tools. But then if it doesn't, for whatever reason, you're okay. And you've got, you're equipped. Yeah. Like I couldn't agree more because it's so important. It doesn't even matter if, yeah, your plan is like, okay, get to three, four centimeters, get my epidural. Perfect. But it could, it could fail. It could not take, they could need to redo it. There could be other things going on. Um, you need to be prepared for yeah. Yeah. The reality that is like, you know, Hey, it might, it's, you know, might not, we might not have time or yeah. hey, it's not working out and, and it'll be another two hours to get the, up. yeah, there will be, um, yeah, I don't think that's talked about enough. Is like yeah. <laughs> there's things that happen before the epidural comes and even after. And then um and then even when it's time to push, like that's another interesting aspect. It was like, oh, okay, you just assumed once you say, Okay, I'm ready for the epidural, you just assume till the end. That wasn't the case with me. And then I don't know what it's like with other people, but I, that was not the case with me. And so yeah, first one didn't take, but of course I was prepared. So yeah, me, I wasn't like, oh my God, oh my God. Whereas I could totally understand how that could totally send someone into a spiral because 
I, it was getting to the point where it was like extra feral, like the yeah. contractions were becoming like, like the, the labor dance, like the, the movements were like the rocking and like the uncontrollable. <laughs> oh yeah. Physical movements of just your body. Yeah. It, it was just, um, it was becoming a lot. And so they were like, the nurses were great. They said, no, 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 listen, we want to get you some rest. We're going to do it again. Um, I said, all right. I, I don't know how much longer that took. It could have been another hour. It could have been another two hours. I really yeah. don't know. The time starts to like weirdly compress and also expand yeah. in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, maybe it was another hour. Who knows? But when they did finally come in and redo it, that was at the point where I was supremely feral. It was probably, I was probably at eight, I was probably eight pushing nine centimeters, to be honest with you, for those listening who maybe don't know the end goal. I didn't know before I was pregnant. 10 centimeters is your end goal for when it's time. The canal is open, the birth canal, and you can push, it's time to push. But uh, before you get there, that's not a thing. You you have to dilate and you have to go through it. And that's when things get a little uh, intense because you're not yeah. ready to push. Can't use all that energy for pushing yet. You just have to cope and you just have to deal until you get to 10. Anyways, they got me some really good relief. Um, and I finally did feel the numbness in both legs. And uh, yeah, but putting that second one in um, was really hard because yeah, we'd wait, we'd wait till we would taper off from a contraction because they were so intense and so close together that um, when I say so close together, they were still like a good three minutes, which is, we need them probably a bit more closer for like really getting contractions going. So it was like definitely building. Um, and yeah, they finally were able to get it in. That that was the time I was like squeezing Seth's like arms because you can't move. You're mm -hmm. trying not to move, but you're <laughs> like writhing. It's yeah. really strange, um, which is why it's ideal if you know you want an epidural. Like I'm so, I still at that point, it was hard, I was vocal. Because at that point, you, you, I'm sure you know with Everly, it's like you're vocal. Like some, oh, yeah. I was like, like low guttural noises helped. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. But I was never like desperate, which I'm thankful for. I was never like, I need this right now. I'm like, I can't, I can't do, I can't do this. I can't. I was never like there, even though it was like really a lot. And I was like, whoa, I think I would like to like rest. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was able to, they got me to a point where I would like have a contraction and not feel it, which I thought was like the funniest thing ever because yeah. if you hadn't experienced contractions like intensely and you had gotten your epidural early, awesome. But if you do know what that super, super intensity feels like, as you do with Everly, yeah. um, you're like, wait, I'm having a contraction right now. Yeah. I wish it was a yeah. feral animal. Yeah. Five minutes ago. How is this? Possible? And now I'm straight chilling. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I was like, oh my God, I get the relief that I needed. So I yeah. just, I really love having a birth plan that's flexible. Like, yes, we all want to be as natural as possible, but we should, it's okay to use the tools that we have. Yes. <laughs> I yes. was more than like, I still don't regret it to this day. Like, did I want to do a natural birth all the way? Absolutely. But, or not natural, because of course, birth vaginally is natural, but unmedicated. Yeah. I, I wanted to go unmedicated. 
um, I ended up using the nitrous oxide to take the edge off. And once that kind of, it's like the laughing gas that they have at some hospitals. And once that kind of didn't work for what I needed it to do, um, I used other methods. And then eventually we got to a good epidural stage. So they're like, we're going to leave you so you can take a nap. And I'm like, wow. I'm like thanking everyone. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. You're so good at your job. Thank you. Right. They're all like giggling at me. Um, so I take a nap for probably an hour and I was like hoping to conk out for like three hours. I was like, perfect. Like I'd worked really hard. Seth was like dead on the recliner. He was like beyond done. Cause he hadn't slept at all either. Um, about an hour later, they walk in and they're like, Hey, so we're going to turn the, um, epidural down. Well, first we're going to check you and they're like, okay, you're at 10. Um, we're going to turn the epidural down and we're going to give you, um, Pitocin. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, perfect. So I got like one hour relief in 21 hours, which is, it's fine. Cause I was prepared. I was prepared for that natural labor. And so I was like, all right, all right, let's do this. But, um, they're like, listen, your contractions aren't, um, as close as we need them to be to really oh. get things moving. It's like, fine, great. Do what you need to do. I'm ready. Um, so they turned that epidural down so I could like feel, have some sensation. It still yeah. took a little edge off, but as you know, um, the sensation of when it's, when you're pushing, you know, you still feel pretty much the everything. pressure. Yeah. yeah well, pressure. but you need to feel it. You need to right. feel the pressure right. to understand what your body's doing and to tap into that. But I didn't realize that that was a thing that I was going to have to do. Exactly. I didn't know that either. I just kind of, cause you yeah. kind of have to know, um, when you have the epidural, you don't have that natural urge to push as much. So they want to taper it off, but that natural urge to push does come back in fact. So I do feel like parts of it totally felt like what I had prepared for and was more like the unmedicated route because that still felt the urge to push. And that was with the help of Pitocin to kind of really rev everything up. So I ended up pushing for three hours. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. A long mm -hmm. time. And, um, and I tried, they, they were, they were really good. I really wanted to try different positions, like all fours and side. They were really good. And they did allow me even with that girl. And they allowed me to do that. Um, and then just throughout the whole experience from start to finish, once they hooked me up, um, even like hours before I got any like, um, like epidural relief at all, I was having, I guess, some, um, high blood pressure they, Seth was noticing and they were mentioning. So, yeah. So I was just kind of, you know, the normal rigmarole hooked up and then things like that. So they asked too, if we want, if we wanted to like bring a mirror around, like if we wanted to see what was going on. Um, and so I did, I, I said, sure. Oh my God, that was such a no for me. I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. Oh no. I was, with Emerson, I was like, not a, oh, I was like, so whatever. And they were like, at a certain point, they're like, oh my God, we feel her like head. And that was like, do you want to touch her? And I was like, no, I have waited for me. I literally, I said, I, I said waited, yes. <laughs> I've waited nine plus months. I can wait five more minutes. I'll touch her when she fully arrives. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like, do you want to touch her? I was like, yeah. And of course, at first they're like, oh, she's totally bald. And we're like, oh, wow. And then they were like, never mind, never mind. She has a ton of hair. Was that a cheek? Cause she has so much hair. Like what? Yeah, what I'm like, she's things? literally like has so much hair. So, um, yeah, that's, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So it was. It was really, we weren't, we would do like all fours 
which I assumed would be like the position that I would prefer to birth in. Like maybe that would be the most with gravity and momentum. I'll be honest, I wasn't super productive in that position because your body is so physically exhausted after oh. that point it had been like, it was like 19 hours in. You're just so yeah. exhausted. And um, my like muscles were giving out. Like it was like, they were, they were like shaking, you know, because you're yeah. trying to, and so you're trying to be productive and push and it's, it's not really being super productive to bring the baby down. And so we went back to back and side and those seem to be way more productive. Um, so it's just interesting because I always thought, oh no, I would, the last thing I want to do is like birth on my back and that, but honestly, that was one of the most productive positions for me. So it's just interesting how I assumed one thing and then another thing happened and it ended up being totally fine and what needed to happen. Cause there's just, there's a lot of stigma, I think around a lot of hospitalized births too. And they're like, well, birthing on your back is one of the worst things ever. And that ended up being what worked for me versus the other positions that I was able yeah. to get most comfortable in. Yeah. So it's just, it's just interesting how that, you know, yeah. and everyone's it. different and your bodies are different. We're all, you know, we've got, all got the same human form with the skeleton and everything else, but like everyone's hips are different and your positioning of your pelvis can be different and the width of your pelvis can be different. And just what works for one person may not work for the next and whatever. Like you said, it, what matters is what's making your labor productive. Exactly. And I think that was just like, I had my birth plan. I had things I wanted to try. We tried almost, I would say like 90% of the things and still, yeah, you, you want to focus on what's most productive, you know? Yeah. Well, at least I did, because I know some women would be like, no, 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 as long as it takes, as long as it takes naturally. But I personally, when you're that exhausted, things change and you are like, what's most productive? How can we all work together so that we get the baby safely out? Right. And, and so that was what was working. So yeah, three hours later, and I, it just isn't <laughs> watching, watching the baby come out and seeing what your body does and how you open if you catch my drift is absolutely humbling and insane because you think you'll never be the same you'll never be the same but um everything does go back to normal it's shocking um <laughs> at least in my experience but uh really just strange to and also that like <laughs> all the like medical staff comes in and you're just like I mean, in my case, I was just like totally new. You just don't care. You're like yeah. a feral animal and you just don't care. Um, and so, and I'm sure that's not the case for if you start out with an epidural and you're able to ease into it. But when you, <laughs> when you get to the point where yes. you're like closing into transition and you're close, you're close to that pushing stage and you're just now getting some relief, you just don't really care anymore to who, yeah. you know, sees you. <laughs> And I laugh when you say that because like the girl I was in 2017, when I had Emerson, like 2022, Shannon had 2017 Shannon's nightmare birth. Like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like I rolled up too late and then I had to like strip my clothes off of me. And like, there was nothing modest about it at all. And to top it off, to top it off, male doctor, like this was my 2017 nightmare and you know <laughs> when like you said when you when you end up in the feral state because you don't end up with medication uh yeah you care a lot less about a lot of things for sure just care and they were at one point they're like do you want like 
your top, like top things I had, like, or whatever. You're like, do you want that? And I was like, no, you know, you just don't want anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no, just, I don't want anything. y'all have seen boobs before. We're fine here. I literally, yeah, I, I don't, I, I never put on the, uh, the hospital gown either because I had this like thing. I had this like button thing I wore, but to be honest with you, I was like nude most of the time. Cause it was like in and out of the tub and you just clothes don't even exist. Yeah. Clothes don't know them. <laughs> we, we get to, we get to that point. Um, and it's amazing because like, you think sh- there's the baby so close to coming out because you can see them like crowning, but then it still might take like, it still took like another hour to get her out once she like crowned. Ma'am. So after, so she was born and it was like, as you know, it's like the most like emotional, incredible, you know, I'm just, Seth and I are just like looking at each other, sobbing. You just can't believe that like this baby that's yours is like there. Like, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just going to interject really quickly because if you don't have that experience, that's okay. Yeah. Because yes. we didn't, yeah. we didn't have the beautiful sobbing. Like, no, no. I love, I love that for you. I that you. No, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. Because you're right. Like that's that's doesn't have to be what happens. Yeah. And it's all okay. Yes. Yeah. It's all okay. Yeah. And so, but don't but don't worry. Here's what it here's where it gets interesting. So we have that beautiful moment, and then, <laughs> and you know, she's like they hand her to me, and and then and then they're doing their own her. thing between your legs. Everyone yeah. in the world is staring at your vagina, and you're just like Everyone. holding your baby with your feet up in the stirrups or whatever, just chilling. Mm-hmm. Sorry mm-hmm. if I moved. If you couldn't hear me, I was w- way back in my chair with my she's legs up in the air. <laughs> she's showing us what it looks like. <laughs> A demonstration. Yeah, and so that was I like got this like huge flood of like probably endorphins I don't know I just felt like almost like light on my feet and just like this huge rush of everything and I thought wow I'm just you know experiencing the it's like a runner's high or something like that well it turns out it was all the blood leaving my body that was like (laughs) I was like wow and then because they were working on they were working down there but it was happening quick so nobody they were about to like tell me what was going on but, um, so she was like, Hey, you're, uh, you had an internal tear. Um, and she was working really hard stitching. So thank God at that point, I did have the epidural relief kicked in still because, um, I didn't have to feel it. Thank God. I didn't have to I feel the stitching. I don't think I knew like an internal tear as in where yeah. were you, where were you bleeding from? So it was, it was like it's her I don't really know exactly they said internal tear I think it was like second degree I don't I feel like I have the okay so that wasn't why you were losing blood you had a tear it It was okay yeah okay Okay. but it's different from so like a a bad blood loss like really dangerous one is if you're bleeding um from your like a uterine hemorrhage so I was what they called like a a hemorrhage from um like I was hemorrhaging from an internal tear but it wasn't a a uterine hemorrhage which is super dangerous which is what women like well back you know now they can quickly work with it but like back in 50s 60s that was something women were still dying from in childbirth so it wasn't that it wasn't that thankfully 
they were working hard and I was feeling little stitch, you know, little tugs. But then I just didn't realize how much blood I was really losing. So I kind of look around and I'm like, very calmly, I was like, hey, everyone, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> there, remember, remember me, the lady who just pushed the baby out. Um, I remember being like, hey, and I just like try to lock eyes with someone because they're all so busy working on the tear. And I'm like, hey, um, and so I never pass out, but I, after I say that, and some one person is like, oh, okay, good. Then they look at my vitals and I'm like, and everyone kind of knows this at the same time. And Seth looks at me and apparently I'm like, white as a sheet. And then I just kind of like retreat. I close my eyes. I kind of retreat because I know what I need to do to not pass out. You know, you see the, start seeing the black, your ears start ringing, all the sounds. Some people have never experienced that. I've, cause I was talking to someone about this and they were like, I've actually never experienced what it feels like to almost pass out. And I was like, that's yeah. very interesting. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think you described it well. Yeah. Well, all black. Yeah. You start seeing like black blotches and, and it, for me, it's like, it, the, it starts to narrow, you know, it's like someone's closing the curtains, curtains on my vision. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I yeah. kind of retreat and I do my best to like, at this point, I'm like, okay, Seth, it's time for you to take the baby. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to pass out. And so, yeah. So they right away, like they, come on in and they take a look at my vitals and everything's kind of crashing. So they get in, um, while the doctor's still working on like stitching, they get in, um, someone else to start working on my, um, like getting me stable. So they already have, they have two access, you know, points hooked up. So they have one that epidural's in and then they have, um, one that is just there ready for whatever they need. So thankfully they did do that because I needed, I think they gave me two boluses of fluids. Um, but they just start me on fluids right away. And then, um, and then they, you know, made sure I was stable and they said, okay, if you start to feel like it's, it's, you're going back and you're going to crash again, let us know. We'll give you some other, you know, we'll work out some other things. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll be fine, whatever. And then like a mere five minutes later, I do it again. I go, Hey, Hey everyone. I just like, make sure I lock eyes. With, Cause there's like, you know, at this point there's like 15 people in there. And then when I really start crashing again is in, like, there's like <laughs> all, you know, there's so, there's so many people in there. You're totally like nude. You're totally like, whatever. You just don't even care. Cause you're like, you just need them to do what they need to do. So anyways, they come back in, um, and they just keep checking, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm, I didn't pass out yet, but I'm, you know, but I think I might, whatever. They give me like a protein plasma thing for, for my blood to kind of get me back and stable. Um, but I never really felt, it never really felt totally like all there. Like even a few hours after we were getting ready to move to our postpartum unit, but I couldn't at that point sit, sitting up, my sister had come and my parents had come. And at that point, um, sitting up, I, I just, I couldn't even do it yet. Like I would sit up and I'd be like, I'm going to pass out. So I have to lay back down. And I definitely almost passed out again. <laughs> so I got out of the shower. I like put my clothes on. I'm like, actually, no, I, I just didn't tell. I was like, I'm just going to lay, I'm going to lay here for a minute. And she was like, okay. And then, and then I like put clothes on and whatever. So 3 a.m. went to bed. She helped with the baby and like took her for a few hours. It was really yeah. helpful. Oh, then the next day they come do the testing on the blood and, um, I've lost way too much blood. So my hemoglobin levels were 
really low. I think they said it was like a six and you're supposed to have like a nine. And yeah. so they said, look, I think we should do a blood transfusion. And for those who don't know, you can die if it gets too yeah. low. My mother just went through this. She lost a lot of blood with, uh, she was low to begin with. And then she had a uh, hip replacement and she dipped even lower. And she was like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. After she got released, went to her primary care doctor. And he was like, we're sending you to the ER right now for a transfusion. Oh. And after she's like, I think I was going to die if I did not. Yeah. So you can. So for those listening, yeah. If that number gets too low, it's really, really dangerous. Yeah. And my color was, oh, I was like yellow. I looked like jaundiced. I was super, I was, my color was not good for like a good week after that. Um, so they did the blood transfusion and it was super weird because it literally took all day. It took like eight hours um, and it felt cold going in your body. And um, it made me like have this insane urge to like pee and you're already like, you know, basically can't control anything down there yet either. So it's just, it was, I would have to like bring the nurse called it my dancing partner. I'd have to like bring the blood into the bathroom with me so I could like pee and it was, and like you change your diaper while you're in there. It's very humbling. So glamorous. The whole experience Experience is so insanely humbling. Yeah. Thankfully I, I got that because um, it definitely helped perk me up right away. And, um, but I was in really good spirits the entire time. I really was, even though it was technically, I would say traumatic. Cause like, you know, I, I did hemorrhage, um, but it wasn't in the way that was so extremely dangerous. And I'm thankful that everyone was there like immediately. And I'm just thankful because I don't know. I don't know how this would have gone. Like I, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't have wanted to been in an ambulance, you know, crashing like that trying to get mm-hmm. me to the hospital let's say I was yeah you know, no judgment trying to if you were home birthing yeah but, but that is the reality like that yeah. could have happened and it could have been actually traumatic at that point for me yeah it was an awesome experience and it just builds a lot of self-awareness on what you can handle because mm-hmm. we really can handle a lot more than we imagine we can to pause this conversation right here we'll be back next week with part two of mary's journey if you are pregnant and looking at a delivery in the future you know take what resonates from her story and leave the rest behind but i do encourage you to take the opportunity to find and receive as much education as possible i would highly recommend taking a birthing course or even if it's online or seeking support of a midwife or a doula leading up to your delivery. But at the end of the day, everyone's experience is their own. You do what feels most aligned for you. Until next time, come hang out with me over on socials at Having a Mom Moment, both on Instagram and on Facebook. If there's a topic you would like to talk about or hear about on a future episode, send me a message. Let me know. We would love to address the concerns and the interests of this audience. And when I say we, I mean me because it's a party of one. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to subscribe, share it with people who you think would also enjoy what's happening over here. And if you really, really love it, a five-star review would mean so much. In case someone has told you today, you are amazing, you are loved, and I am so proud.